0: Friendly, broad-eyed potential felons. My name is Adam.
1: My name is Jack, and this is the Schmiedcast. Brought to you by Setups. It's a it's a useful tool that'll come in handy later. Don't really have any yeah. other way to play into that one. One <laughs> All day. Right. One day.
0: And uh, happy Pride Month. Also, we're very late on this. We're Thank 17 you very days much. into June. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I have a bit of a story for Pride Month here, and I just want to, like, bring up. So, I am 19 years of age, coming into 20 pretty soon. Birthday's coming up. But, um, you know, I uh, it took me a long time to realize that I was bisexual, and to come out was a very... Uh, it's, it, it was it was a long time coming I think it was difficult for me to realize and I just want to let everybody know who may be bisexual or thinking that that's the case or you know uh, at least questioning um, just because you're 19 years old doesn't mean that you still can't come out or things can't change your frontal lobe isn't developed until like mid20s so I mean you're you're changing all the time and things are being figured out so true and also don't have to be 50/50. Because a lot of people will be like, hey man, you're not bi because you're not dating a, a person of your gender right now. And if that, and then if you're dating the person of that gender right now, then you are specifically homosexual. And that's just like not how bisexuality works. So you're valid, you're welcomed, and you are perfectly valued in the things that you believe in the podcast
1: is it's such an interesting environment for this stuff to be discussed because at this point it just feels like you're talking to me
0: yeah it's
1: interesting (laughs) but
0: yeah jack it's okay you can tell us yeah i'm not but it it would be cool if i was yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) exactly all right (laughs) um yeah so i i grew up not really thinking that i was bi and then i realized hey wait hang on a second wait no, this is a thing that exists, and it's okay if it does exist. So, you know, I there were a lot of things that changed with age, and that's one of them. You know, like my hairstyles changed a lot, and dialect changed a lot. I'm so glad my hair changed. I'm extremely <laughs> glad. My bowl cut was just not doing it anymore, and it needed to go away. I was bowl very cut is just
1: not a people. hairstyle that's built to last. It's not
0: made. It's not made for longevity. It's made for. A, a trend that you have for a little while
1: almost efficiency because it's an easy easier haircut to make
0: yeah I mean it's, it's honestly with you growing up I mean I thought that you were gonna keep the the, the long fro forever
1: I never I thought had I was afro. gonna be
0: in well not yeah uh, and uh,
1: people will uh, disagree but <laughs> I never had an afro yeah not not legitimately I mean I basically just uh, like when I was younger, I used to have like very straight hair. And then it came to a point where um, I just like never cut it. And it kind of became part of my identity. And then I cut it one time and I got like roasted. And this was in like first or second grade. I got like roasted by not, not only my friends, but like my I remember, distinctly remember my friend's parents being like, that's not Jack. And I'm like, oh, this is my identity. And so then I went until like sixth grade with like barely ever cutting my hair. And so I didn't have a fro. I just had long curly hair at a point. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. And then,
0: well, I guess it, it wasn't sixth grade. It would have been
1: maybe like freshman year when I. if pivoted. It was first
0: and second grade. It was just me making fun of you. It was no. It was, that, it, it was just me. Look, if it
1: was just you, I would. I would have no problem getting a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not really making fun of. But like, it is just a thing where people are like used to it, and then I switched it up, and. Um, yeah. Yeah, now whenever, like, I have such a... I'm back into, like, the same loop where I have such, like, a defined style where if anything changes, people just completely lose it. The facial hair was game-breaking.
0: The beard just made people lose their minds. It was was the same thing. It was like, that's not Jack. They didn't think it was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, now that has had rippling effects on my entire life.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, rippling effects throughout our entire life happened with a lot of different, like media we've consumed as well like we've grown a lot in our tastes in like video games too and like our tastes in media in general I don't like movies and just recently I've been interested in like more movies and been watching them in more of my free time so
1: is it you don't like movies or like you are like you don't like sitting still for that long you're easily distracted I'm
0: easily bored by movies I think is the thing because I just my ADHD gets the best of me man I just sit there Watching a movie, I have to be doing something else half the time. I have to be doing something else basically all the time. Whenever I'm doing anything, if I'm playing, I was just recently playing Persona Five before this call, and I had to have YouTube or some other form of music playing, even though that game is the most like sensory stimulating thing because yeah, you're right. sitting there listening to banger music, playing a banger game with banger visuals all throughout it. Um, but yeah, also solid game, Persona Five. You should yeah. play it. But that ties into what we're about to talk about, which is we want to go into a bit of a more structured conversation than what we had been doing previously for the past couple episodes, which is more of just kind of a free flow conversation, which is also good. Um, we wanted to do more of a, a top five list for each of us on our favorite games.
1: That's yeah. Random. So we we yeah. might start doing like random like top five like lists relating to to media and that kind of stuff. We'll still do like the recommendations at the end and talk about random stuff whenever it comes up. But we wanted oh, to yeah. like actually have like a something we could go back to and like an idea that would be in our head for when we're trying to plan what we're going to talk about in each podcast. Yeah, and today absolutely top five childhood games. Mm-hmm. And we so. don't know anything about the what the other person is going to be saying. <laughs> like we had like a very similar childhood in terms of like what actually happened and how much of it we spent mm-hmm. together. So I feel like a lot of these could be similar, but um, you yeah. don't know what we're like. The order is, is going to be interesting and we'll, we'll try to <gasps> talk about it in our own interesting ways as thing goes along. But
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Start us off. What's your number five?
0: My, my number five is, um, I I don't know if you would have seen this one coming. Uh, Okami is my number five game.
1: When did you start playing Okami? Just as a... It was
0: like... 17 or yeah
1: so. see this is the the thing that I was I was wondering I'm like when the the topic was childhood <laughs> basically
0: games, and then I'd like yeah okay so yeah, yeah. go for it, go for it. I say like after high school is when childhood ends that's how we engage it I'd say <laughs> um if you have one that's out of that range I, I mean it's in the past so I count that also as <laughs> growing up you know well, like the way but, I was
1: looking at it like 17 that potentially wouldn't even be part of childhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, I- like teenagers, but yeah, no, now, now I have a clear, like I, the way I ended up going is the same way you ended up going, so. Yeah.
0: It's up right, until well, 18
1: is kind of childhood. We're only recently exactly. adults and barely even so.
0: <laughs> well, I have, um, I have Okami on number five of my list. It's like a really, it's <laughs> despite how much I just played up Persona 5, it's not even on my list. So that's about a good gauge of my criteria here. Um, it could have amazing music visuals and everything, but it has to be, like, cream of the crop for what I'm looking for. So Okami, and this is going to make me sound like such a such a weeaboo by how I am interested in this, because it's, like, in- entirely engrossed in Japanese culture, and it, like, teaches you about it, but it's extremely interesting in the way that it goes about it. The visuals are so stunning. It's an incredible game. It has, like, basically it's ink drawn for the most part. Um, I played the remade version for the PS4 actually uh, which I've thought about replaying on multiple times which is a huge factor in my criteria for my favorite games because I as I just stated recently um, I need something to be like my ADHD gets in the way of a lot of uh, like media consumption for me because I need to be doing multiple things at once most of the time and if I've already done something like I don't rewatch movies most of the time ever um it's like a bland experience if i know what's happened in the movie then i don't really like rewatching it even if there's like underlying themes for this game and multiple other ones that i will go on to list there's one game that i've played on this list uh not to spoil or anything that i have played an exorbitant amount of times just a huge number i bet
1: none of it beats the amount of time that i have in my number one
0: game impossible (laughs) impossible I think I know what your number one game is. Yeah, of course. So, uh, Okami (laughs) is just... It has, like, this beautiful, like, long, drawn-out storyline just about a a wolf. You play as a wolf in it um, that is called... Oh, Amaterasu, I believe. And it's this uh, creature from... Uh, Japanese folklore, and it goes throughout like the Chinese zodiac, and they're built up into the stars, and you're trying to bring them back into the world. They're these uh, celestial gods and deities that give you abilities throughout the thing, and you use a paintbrush to use these abilities in real life. It's a really cool function where like you press the right trigger, and then it sends you into this canvas now, where you have to draw circles around certain things to make trees bloom, and it's like a really fun little puzzle game, and it's so... Like the, it, it feels like it's never going to end. So eventually when it does, it has this huge impact on you that like really it's sewn itself into your heart that you can just feel all of the emotions kind of um, coalesce into this great big spider web of, of just general art. It's the most artistic video game I think I've been able to play. It's so well drawn, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that's my number five. What about you?
1: The more I think about it, like I think there are only two games on our list that might be the same. I think there's one yeah. that is almost certainly gonna be on both of our lists.
0: Oh, for sure. Um,
1: but then the other one I think is a hard maybe. My number five is one that is definitely not on your list. And honestly, if we were talking just about like specific memories associated with playing a game and like how much fun I had playing the game, it might be this and it's Halo 3. And you probably mm-hmm. haven't, I mean, if maybe like minutes of this game you might have played. Yeah, but um, I just happy. remember like this game is, this This is the game that like defines my childhood probably the most. Like when I hear the word childhood in like video games, this is it. And it is just mm-hmm. like the the endless game mode customization, the, the, the cartooniness of it in terms of being a first person shooter. That's not like violent enough to like ruin a child or anything like that while still having fun. Um, it was just the ultimate like couch party game. like I would have like my my friends come over, and we would just like play mm-hmm. it for hours and hours and hours going wrong I like, know plenty it, of people, yeah, yeah, so it, many
0: people it, who love that game
1: i I think it yeah, it's probably one of the most beloved first person shooters of all time. Maybe Halo Two beats it, but for me, Halo Three is the one that was kind of my childhood that I played all of the time. And... Well,
0: I I mean, like with the little amount that I've even like experienced of it, like I I'm not big on first person shooters, but I can tell that that was like a trendsetter. Like that that yeah. kind of change that shifted the meta around yeah. for, uh, yeah, for first person sure. shooters a lot.
1: And I but, just remember like yeah. the the best thing ever was you could like you could there was a lot of customization in terms of game modes, and so you could mm-hmm. crank you could play it's. Like this game we called infected where it's essentially like zombie tag where one person gets a sword and they go after the other guys and try to like catch them and if you get hit then you also are like it and have to capture the other guys but we would crank we would go full hard mode we would crank the zombie speed up to like 1500 miles an hour and you would have to just like run away from everybody when you just like have the normal speed and the only thing that would keep us alive was the fact that the zombie like controls was just unplayable because it was so fast and it was, it led to some of the funniest video game moments I, I have, like in recent memory. It's, it's an incredible game. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I know that it was, it felt like almost um, Gmod before it, before it, Gmod. Yeah. Was it a had thing. stuff. Yeah. It had stuff that like, felt like, a lot of customization. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, with, especially with like the ways to use it.
1: The Forge where you could like create your own maps and that kind of stuff. So,
0: mm-hmm. yep. absolutely. Number yeah. four. So, for for not, for my number four, I know this one's not on your list. Um, it's another one that's kind of like, oh God, Adam with his anime stuff again. God, just shut up, please. But uh, if you've ever watched Studio Ghibli movies, your uh, Studio Ghibli, there is a game that they made. Basically, like their studios work together to make a video game, and it is, it's so. Pretty. It's such a beautiful game, and at first I was like, "Oh wow, this is like a storybook almost." The game in question is Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch, which is the first of the series. Um, they made a second one, which is also amazing. Um, but Nino Kuni One has just this big, big chunk in my brain dedicated towards because all the bosses are so. I could list them off one by one, going through all the bosses, like with the. Um, I don't know their names but I know that there is basically a big forest spirit that you have to fight at the start then you have to fight a mouse king that's counter like the, the counter to the cat king that runs in the kingdom and there's certain like weaknesses that you have to meet in order to make them like take more damage and it's all all around just a very fulfilling game there are fights in that that like when you're fighting these bosses they can be very difficult and in certain fights it can just be generally very difficult it's this weird, turn-based free roam battle feature thing where you're put into this confined circle where the boss runs around and attacks you and that's kind of like the I don't know what kind of genre that would be considered but it's kind of like a Dark Souls-esque kind of mm-hmm. thing where you have to like dodge their attacks and stuff and yeah. wait for your things to regenerate but at the same time they're like these spells that you can use to regenerate your party's like health and everything it feels like a mix of like Dark Souls and Final Fantasy in that way and it's so, it, it has so much of the Ghibli charm to it that you can feel every bit of the way. It feels like a storybook opening up and going through page by page, but like each individual boss will have like these, you know, the weaknesses that you exploit and, and you're able to run around. I had fights that would last for like an hour straight because I would be losing and I'd be at a lower level and I should have worked yeah. harder to get to there but you can still win it if you run away forever and keep, like, regenerating mana and stuff because there's a guy that, Drippy is my favorite character in that, hands down. He's this little Scottish toy thing that comes to life. He's great. I love him. Um, all the characters are so charming and, and lovable and great, and they all have such great motives. Um, and, and the ending is so... Oh, it, like, ends... It, it ends in such a fulfilling way that you knew it had to reach this point, you know? It's yeah, it's sure. a very fulfilling game, but I'm not going to go into any details on it. I just highly recommend playing it. It is for the PS3 and also for the Switch, but it's a great game and I highly recommend it.
1: Nice, yeah, so, no, definitely. I've yeah, never played that, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Here is, I think this is the first game that could have a little bit of crossover appeal between both of us. Um, you might, You would probably definitely have it higher than I would um it's super smash bros brawl really is that on your list that's that's it the is one not that's a maybe. on my list okay i don't know if you have any of the other smash bros game but like even like if i were to say ultimate it's, it's probably my favorite smash bros game but I, that is not something that comes to mind when i think of childhood that is like yeah a, a current oh, thing absolutely. but smash bros brawl is easily one of the just most re- like replayable games i've ever played and like just like the memory it's like got a childhood kind of memory um that i have with it because i just remember one day randomly after work my dad came home and he's like hey i just like bought you guys this wii and i found this game and they like it's been getting a bunch of good reviews like you guys want to play and then we just like played like that entire night um it was before i had like really been introduced to a lot of the characters like i knew who mario was and pikachu but like i hadn't like really heard about i wasn't like a t- a nine-year-old who was really tapped into like the video game sphere if you know like so there was a lot yeah. of stuff that I like didn't really know about, and the idea of just like unlocking all of the characters really like opened up like the perfectionist kind of video game thing in my soul that still exists to this day. Um, yeah, and the story in that game is just an absolute masterpiece. It's,
0: it's so much wonderful. fun. Like the and then I it, despise how much people hate on it because yeah, I, I it's like. Care. It's so good. Yeah. Like the storyline, I want everybody to be quiet about the rest of the game because it's yeah, it's that's worth it. That I think people, game people generally
1: like the, the story mode, right? Subspace Mystery. From uh, like everybody yeah. that I've talked to are, are for the actual story mode of the game. It's just like yeah, the,
0: I, yeah. Everybody's pretty much for Subspace Mystery. Yeah.
1: But. And um, like the, the cinematics are so cool, and the way that they bring all the characters together is really interesting, and it's just a lot of fun. And it yeah. uh, got me into the, the like genre as a whole. It got me into the franchise. And now like every time they release one of those games, I'll play
0: hours and hours and days it of was, it. So. <laughs> that game was the second time in my life. Actually, no. It, I think it was the first time in my life I'll get to like the most terrifying boss battle when I get to my number... Actually, my next thing. Um, the, the final boss fight of that game just generally gives me so much anxiety in a good way it's like a nostalgic kind of like if you had watched like I get the same kind of anxiety watching Monster Inc during like the the laugh sucking scene you know when I see yeah, it and I'm like real. oh I remember this oh god this makes me feel emotions that I didn't know I still had you know mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah Taboo was terrifying he was, yeah, no. he was the hardest hard, boss yeah. fight I, yeah that I'd ever experienced up until that point
1: yeah, for real.
0: It's a rough. Great game. But up. um yeah,
1: it's certainly many, many is. hours.
0: <laughs> many hours. Well, my number 3 is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon: Explorers of Time. Gotcha. Yeah, is that anywhere on your list?
1: Honorable mentions didn't make the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh Explorers of Time is I still stand by the best Mystery Dungeon game to date. Um, I don't think anybody will really dispute it it's basically just explorers of darkness or of sky but with more content Mm -hmm. and it's so wonderful the story has no business being as good as it is uh, for like a you know a mystery dungeon game which is a spin off of the originals Um, I think in my opinion I
1: think generally the mystery dungeon games have better
0: stories than the
1: mainline games as a whole
0: I think so like because the original pokemon games like the the mainline ones have you know oh there's bad team oh man Mm -hmm. bad team gonna be bad to you and they're going to steal your pokemon if you don't save them and they get more complicated than that but that's basically the main gist most of the time for this it's like real motives real goals you know and in the first one giant meteor was the main villain i guess And then in this one, there's multiple final bosses, Mm -hmm. which is a great way to make a fantastic. Like, post game is not as prevalent, I think, anymore with Pokemon games. And you can feel how much effort went into it back then. Yeah. So when you play uh, Explorers of Time, there's this, there's several different boss fights that are just, they're all very. Balanced in their difficulty because it's like if you don't prepare enough then you you know then you're just getting lucky to get here and then you just might get your ass handed to you in that fight you know so it's it's tough but it's such a good difficulty you know like the the fights are worth it they feel weighted they feel they feel heavy enough that like you know the the consequences of if you fail and in this game it does it the best and there's characters in there that are extremely well written some of the best I've seen in, in the games that I've played uh, there is one boss fight it's not even the final boss fight that the music sends chills down my spine um, and it's because I lost that fight about a hundred actual times probably in the yeah. number of times that I've played this game um, it's not as hard now that I'm older I'm able to get through it in like one or two tries but it's still pretty tough mm-hmm. um, with all like the sable eyes around by saying sable eyes mm-hmm. if you've played the game you probably know what I'm talking about yeah. but it's, it's very very great and it really goes to show like don't just discredit Pokemon because it's like a you know it's, it's a children's cartoon because it is just a great series and franchise and game it's lost it's polish a little bit lately but that's beside the point the older games are pretty fantastic so what's your third
1: um my third is the other one that i would say is probably i would guess it's maybe your number one i would hate to spoil it so you don't have to react necessarily um custom robo
0: we we can talk about that later if you'd like i don't know we can hold off on it if, <laughs> if you if you want yeah we can, i we think i prefer to hold off on it yeah then. yeah go um, for it yeah so my number two is Pokemon Platinum. Okay. And uh, it's like, that's another Pokemon game that really just hold. I'm more into, like, if you can't tell by now, the more animated and cartoony... Like, I don't need this, like, you know, super HD perfection graphics, you know? I don't need it to look exactly like a human being. Um, I don't think any I of these games on this be... list are like that. Yeah, I don't... You know, I... Either of our list. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... That, you know, I don't like first-person shooters all that much because of like, you know, it, it, that's not the main reason why I don't like them. It's just like the type of gameplay is not what I'm looking for. For this particular game, it's just the reason why it's number two is because I've it's one of those games that I've replayed so many times. And I never really get tired of it because Pokemon is always going to be one of those things where it's like you can replay it as many times as you want because you can make a new team and you can do different Rules. The game's pretty much your own for the most part. Um, And that's kind of what I do. It has all of... It's also my favorite generation of Pokemon. Um, It has Garchomp. It has, you know, Cynthia, who is the best champion so far, in my opinion, just in the way that she is just very hard, but in a way that, once again, feels earned. That's a very common thing in most of the games that I've played. And it's just so... You, you look to complete it after you're done and there's like the legendaries are great they're dope, there's space and time it's rad Giratina in the reverse world is such a great addition to this otherwise like, like I understand that the Diamond and Pearl games were probably way way harder like definitely harder I originally had Diamond before I had Platinum and Platinum is difficult but it feels a lot more balanced out Than diamond and pearl was yeah and i think it did a lot of great things and did things right and it was i think gen 4 was definitely a huge high point for pokemon it i will admit pokemon platinum is on my list and it is my favorite pokemon game it is not the best one the best title goes to pokemon soul silver and heart gold and i'm pretty sure not many people will dispute with me on that because that one is a lot of people's favorites but I, it still came out in Gen Four, and those two games are pretty peak. So Gen Four yep, is for sure huge for me. But Did you
1: hear what they announced today? What? They're making a Pokemon Snap for Switch.
0: Dude. Yeah. What? Yep. That's nuts. Yeah, I that love that going. so much. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's rad.
1: That's that's another game that I just like. I remember like playing it at our cousin's house, like when we were really young.
0: Yeah, I remember that in Pokemon Stadium. Mm-hmm. Those were great. Yeah, very yeah. good. Pokemon game. Stadium. With, I love the announcer in that game. Was, <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Yep. Very. Yeah. Those are those are classics. I would love a Pokemon Stadium
1: game because even like the yeah, that was on the Wii was
0: really good. Same man. There's so many different Pokemon now that it's difficult to make that. I'm sure. Yeah. But most they're not.
1: Most of them are made by like the same exact company. And I mean, yeah. Pokemon's like. The Mystery Dungeon games are not made by Pokemon, like, whatever. I don't remember, like, what yeah, they they're
0: they're or. made by, like, oh, Cryware, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um,
1: all right, so my number two, <laughs> at this point, aside from the one that's obvious, like, we're not going to have anything else on the same list. And at this point, we've officially hit where it's just my top two favorite games of all time. Um, number two, Dishonored, is one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. It is, it's just has such a unique kind of style. It's set like in a in a what is it? Like the the plague area. So like during oh, that, that yeah. during that time where it's, like it's just like run and 1800s, rampant. Hundreds, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Um and there are just there are rats everywhere and people are being like zombified essentially by it. But that's not even the, the core thing of the game. You play as like this this guard to a like a queen or something like that and she gets assassinated at the very beginning of the game and you kind of just have to protect her daughter and like prove that you weren't the one who, who killed the queen and the the gameplay is incredible because you become it's like it's like if you were it, it in a D sense it's like if the main character was a warlock rogue essentially is what it comes down hmm. to Oh,
0: um, i can see that because
1: yeah. he he's got like all these abilities where he can like possess people or like teleport around um but he also just like is, it's like a stealth game at its core um you're you're meant to like avoid people Um, there is like good like sword fighting mechanics and all that kind of stuff but it is like mainly a stealth game and the story is just incredible the voice acting is great like somehow I don't know what company um, like made Dishonored off the top of my head um, but the voice cast that they get for these games are just absolutely insane like just I think um, it's like Carrie Fisher plays like she doesn't even play like a main character she like has like background voices like somehow they got what? freaking princess leia just to appear in the background but that's um crazy. susan sarandon's like a big character um oh yeah so i'm looking it up right now carrie fisher she plays these the street speaker so like the um
0: that's what they call me
1: yeah okay yeah <laughs> like the uh the voice that's like amplified throughout the town and like announces stuff john slattery michael madsen um it's the, the cast is absolutely nuts for a video game that's not like i don't know like call of duty or something like that and it's it's super stylized i didn't i'd never i'm sad i didn't get to beat the second game it just didn't connect with me as much as the first one did but it's still getting good reviews so i'll probably go back and get it eventually um but but, but i understand a a masterpiece
0: i understand that they have a great voice acting cast but do they have matt mercer
1: um maybe for all i know i'm not sure
0: (laughs) yeah he's in everything yeah he is in everything um yeah i was actually playing like in persona 5 there's a character in it that i was talking to um one of the other possible co-hosts of a future episode um that i was i was referring to him about some of the characters and how the voice actor for ryuji who's the blonde one in persona five goes so hard all the time and he's Mm -hmm. like yeah and you know the funny thing is Matt Mercer, king of voice acting himself, plays another character in there, and he doesn't go as hard. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, I've noticed that. That's funny." Yeah, yeah. But anyway, got off track there. Yeah. Um, so your number one. My number one. Uh, well, first some honorable mentions. Before that. Okay. Uh, so Nino Kuni, Revenant King. That is the second installation, and honestly, pretty well lives up to the original. Um it was so close to being on my list but I was like I'm not going to have Nino Kuni on my list twice so I'm going to put it on here. Also, I played it a lot more recently than I played Nino Kuni 1. So, I wouldn't say that that one is particularly able to be on here if it's from growing up. You know, I played that one when I was like 18, 19, something like that. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it's 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 a different age for me, but you know still really good uh, has like army mechanics now it's 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 wonderful the characters are just as charming and the story is just as great um, another one that I added which I I feel like this isn't necessarily my favorite game but it is probably one of the ones that I've put the most hours into and it's minecraft I have yeah, put sure a huge amount of time into minecraft but I can never really say that it's like my favorite game or in my t- it might be in like my top 10 if i really like worked through it pretty well um but yeah it's it's a great game very creative really good sandbox um probably my first sandbox game i played ever and uh yeah it'll always hold a pretty big place in my heart yeah for sure um drawn to life was another big one and also brawl but drawn to life was one that was just straight up way back in Struggle. my childhood and I don't know if it was necessarily my favorite, but it had a great story. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was pretty nice. I liked the creativity aspect of being able to draw out the platforms and things. It was unique. It was fun. It was a nice little jaunt. Um, you know, I don't think... I've, I think I've tried playing it again now that I'm an adult, and it just doesn't sit the same, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's more of a childish game for sure.
0: Yeah. so... Rest in peace to that and my, <laughs> and my nostalgia bank, but... You know, uh, what are yours?
1: Um, yeah, just I would say the Mystery Dungeon games, like they're probably what got me into like what I, what made me love like roguelike games so much because those at, at the end of the day, they are just like Pokemon um, RPG roguelike kind of situation. Um, and then, yeah, I said it a second ago, like Scribble Knots is like also in that realm with um, Drawn to Life, very like creative and but still like a childish game. And the puzzle solving is like really inventive um they they did like a bunch of spin-offs but really like the the first one that they made was probably my favorite of all of those um and then just like the the call of duty franchise i've been playing that forever my favorites probably black ops 2 um even to this day like i i warzone i think is basically the best battle royale we've ever had but still i'd rather play black ops 2 if i got the chance and um yeah. far cry all of those games since far cry 3 i have played like all the way through every single Far Cry game and Far Cry 3 is by far the, the best one. Um it's like just the, the the acting in that game is so good and I think his name, hold on, I'm just going to double check. Michael Mando, I believe plays Voss, the the crazy dude on the cover of the game. Um who always oh, who says the the insanity kind of line that's kind of famous um obviously famous beyond the game, but it's kind of what the the trailers were known for. Um, yeah, yeah, Michael Mando. It introduced me to him when I was a kid, and then he ended up being like an incredible actor, who appeared in the new Spider-Man movies, and he's in Better Call Saul, and that's uh, just a fantastic game. Um, yeah, little little bizarre at times, and um, tries to lean a little bit too hard on being like like out there and and extra and violent and gory, but still just a fantastic game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna. Hand off you saying your number one first, so then we can both talk about the number one I want to talk about.
1: Okay, yeah, my number one is The Binding of Isaac, of course. I've played yeah, more hours than anybody has anybody I know has played a video game. Um, I own it on PC, PS4, Xbox. That do I have it on Switch? I might have it on Switch.
0: Um, but I basically, I th- I've seen, yeah, it's it's I've it's, seen it on there. It's on Switch, I know it's on Switch, but I don't know if I have it. Um, yeah, you even bought um, you even bought a board game for it. Yeah, the
1: the four souls made by the same people. It's just like yeah. it's the most replayable game I've ever played. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people will say that um, stuff like Enter the Gungeon maybe has like taken what Isaac did and then made it better. I still think that Isaac has it kind of perfected it in my my terms. It's they just always add new content and it's always fun and you never like play the same run twice um it's just super replayable great story that i think if on the surface is truly haunting and sacrilegious but i think it it gets at something that's like beyond that and i think it's not i think it's it ends up being the opposite of sacrilegious and talks about what happens when when religion kind of goes too far in someone's head and um they don't use it for like the the proper meaning behind it and i think it has a lot to say even though at the end of the day i just Whenever I'm bored, I hop on there and play like a 45 minute run and skip all the story cut scenes because it's just the gameplay is just incredible.
0: Yeah. And it's also like not preachy, which is important for games that are tackling topics like that. You know, it's it's more gameplay driven, which is Mm -hmm. dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the number one game that I'd like to talk about has already been said, but I have a lot to say about it. Uh, Custom Robo Arena for the Nintendo DS. This is a real deep cut, for sure. Like, not many people would know about this game. This is my favorite game, overall, of all time. I've replayed this game so much, probably 100 of it about five times, and then, you know, my, my number might be a little bit lower than some people's, but like I said, I don't replay things very often, so it's a big number for me. I've maybe played it about Ten or twelve times.
1: You've 100%ed it five times. I thought you only. Yeah. I didn't think you no, ever. No, I went.
0: Oh. Huh. No, I've 100%ed it a couple times. Um, it's like I've I've gone through it several different times. It's that I I would buy basically all of the all the parts at like the end of the game and everything, and I'd have all of them together, and I would also have beaten the you know the grudge matches. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, marv was i thought you, no that's the only, i thought you'd only
1: beat all of the grudge matches like one or two times
0: no no i'd beat them a couple times um well with this game it is a very i i wish i plead and i beg that they would make another custom robo game they've only had like one shout out outside of their own game series in other franchises which is super smash bros they made uh, an assist trophy out of Mark 3 that was in appearance briefly but it deserves so much more credit than that so it's a robot fighting game where you get to customize the robot with uh, a certain gun type, pod type, bomb type, um, leg type, and model so you're able to change it up in a bunch of different ways and it's very you know you get to basically make it whatever you want it to be there's a lot of different functions in the gameplay that are unique And well done and just so like they they all seem to seem together very well uh, with overall the story um, the aesthetic of the world Um, it's a really funny little mixture of like your character walking around kind of a basic map sort of is how the town is laid out in like small little segments and districts of the town Um, and you're going around having these robot fights with Uh, your classmates it's kind of an underdog story at the start it's really nice it starts off where you're at the bottom and it ends with you being at the very very top uh the villainous team is very um they're they're very intimidating uh despite it being like like when i was a kid i would by intimidating i mean like as a child i would look at these characters and be like wow those people are criminals that's very scary i shouldn't go out at night you know
1: i think the villains are are also like
0: easy lesson they're they're
1: better than like the pokemon games because a lot of the time like there will be like three main people in the pokemon games but then like you end up fighting like 400 like lackeys before you like ever really get to like the big bosses and the way that the progression in this game like goes like it's not as grindy and you don't like level up in like the same way there so they don't have to like Mm -hmm. cushion it with that they just give you a, a super hard fight that might um, yeah. take a couple tries instead, with, but you, you get to could... you get to battle actual characters.
0: Yeah, and you could fight the entire game with the basic set that you get at the start. Like you could go through the entire thing with the thing that's you're, that you're given at the very beginning of the game, uh, with like one revision that's required throughout it because your robot gets upgraded basically. Yeah. Um, but that's about like throughout the entire game you can basically just power through it using the main thing as long as you're skilled enough and are able to use it correctly and then you get other like uh you're able to buy other equipment that can make it easier for you it was just a very accessible and very well-structured game uh story's great art is great um it's got like the the kind of 90s anime style that's it, it sounds like It it, it sounds a lot stranger than it actually is. Like, it really kind of feels right in this setting. Also, like, it has... Normally in games like this, they don't have a great family setting where it's just like, okay, shove off. You're out on your duties. Go home. And actually in this game, it's like your parents are like, hey, you need to stay home for the night. Like, it's dangerous outside. It's it's because the world, like, isn't
1: as... It's it's like a smaller kind of world, basically.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, your parents are around all the time and so it has that kind of function you know we'll get to talking about families probably next week hint hint um but uh that's my number one and i love that game with my entire heart i actually don't know like i found a copy of it in a GameStop. like Mm -hmm. last time i bought it and i was so taken aback because the reason why i love that game so much is because it was basically one of the first games I ever played. Um, Pokemon Ranger, I think, was the very first game I ever played, probably. On the DS, at least. Uh, Wii Sports was probably the first one that I ever played, because that was... We got the Wii console first, baby. And uh, with this game, it was one that my brother gave me. And it has a lot of sentimental value to me. So it could be that I have my nostalgic goggles on, but I still have a great deal of love and support for this game. Outside of that, and I would just recommend it if you ever get like got a chance, I'd give it a shot. Maybe you know, it's fun. It's a nice yeah. little, nice little jaunt. Yep. So, very good. Yeah, that concludes our list. So, um, uh, regarding want to go over recommendations real quick. Go for it. Yeah. So. I just said how I was playing Persona Five. Basically, our whole our entire top five is also just like a go play those games. They're very good. But outside of that, um, recently I was playing Persona Five again, and that game's very good. Uh, it's it's outside of my list, but that doesn't mean that it's probably like close behind, maybe sixth place right now. And I haven't even finished it. Um, very good game, very unique. Uh, it's similar to Nino Kuni in the way that it's battle structure is very uh different um it's for ps4 and i think it's on switch pretty soon i think royale is coming to switch so the update's coming in pretty soon the dlc um i kind of want to get that real bad but yeah so that's my recommendation uh very popping colors very nice visuals
1: um mine would be this one's a little niche adam i honestly don't think that you would maybe honestly maybe just because of how inventive it is but um it's a music artist who's kind of on like the the up and up. He, um, I only heard about him maybe like two or three weeks ago. Um, his name, it's R, like capital RMR. I think he goes by rumor is what it's supposed to be. But mm. um, he is kind of in a very interesting way building off like the the platform set by Lil Nas X and that he is trying to com- combine like country production into like hip-hop like flows and and values and like different stuff like that the um the it's just an ep so it's like eight songs um it's called drug dealing is a lost art which is just a it's an awesome name for an album Um, (laughs) that's
0: so baller
1: and the like the the cover is like really cool um i don't know if you would have like if anybody would have heard any of these songs before um dealer is pretty popular um like okay basically the the way he got to where he is now is um, his song called Rascal. I'm pretty sure it just like went viral on Twitter um, where it wasn't on like Apple Music or anything like that. It was just like a, a YouTube video he uploaded and it like really popped off. It's kind of um, it's it's really interesting because he basically takes Rascal Flat, like an old Rascal Flat song and uses yeah. that like production and like the the hook kind of there. And like twists it into like a more like rap centered like parody version, and it is insanely good. And if you listen to it, you'll see that the um, the lyrics are surprisingly topical. He, he expresses his opinion about the police force, and um, but his other songs are more just like still like about drug dealing, talking about kind of like what his life's like and and how like he use that to get where he is today and like to be popular now but it's also he's got like solid country like ballads and 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 rap songs and and love songs it's it's a short project but it's 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 really good this dude he has one of the best musical voices i've i've heard in like ever like he's his voice is so good and he's also just an interesting character because he's yet to show his face he always is wearing like this weird ski mask and um Mm -hmm. so just like the something about like this guy walking up on the screen like in his first video he's um he's singing like his first song rascal is like almost straight like country in terms of sound but he comes onto the camera and he's wearing like a bulletproof vest like army like camouflage greens and that kind of stuff um he has Mm -hmm. like an ak-47 and this ski mask and then just seeing like that kind of like this military figure coming and just start singing like this slow like country song that um, has just this amazing hook is just absolutely jarring and really, really impressive. And you know, I, I like a lot of the of, a lot of Lil Nas X's songs. Um, he doesn't resonate with me as much as he does with, like, I mean, given that he's like the most popular artist out there right now. Um, I definitely like where where Rumor is taking it more than than him because I think he's a better songwriter in a lot of ways, and the dude's voice is just insanely good. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's so good, cool. so good that sounds rad I just have never heard the phrase country ballad before really that's rad yeah dude I know.
1: mean I would say check out Rascal like that song is, is really interesting and I think you might like it just cause of like right. the, the tempo and the, and the flow with it
0: cool I'll check that out well uh, that's about all the time we have for today so yeah. uh, tune in next week we'll be talking about uh, we'll be celebrating Father's Day so it'll be the, the dad podcast yep
1: so the the we'll new the new goal then. is to think of ways that are um, like topical and introduce that into the podcast as opposed to just talking about random movies that we watched like
0: that. Yeah. Day. You know what I mean? I'm we're sure trying everybody's to... tired of hearing us uh, rave about killer clowns from outer space for the third time this week. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're trying to think of a so. way to, to keep a structure to it. So, yep. Excited for that. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll see you guys next week and uh, stay safe.